I'd like to stop doing mics and shows so like I could definitely come do a podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> now you have time. You're, so you're done? Are you um, all done with comedy or are you just putting it on a show? I can't tell. Like people have been calling me out on it lately, like sending me messages like, you're not really quitting. And I was like, I was trying to, but then I was like, well, let's see. Like I, if I rest up, maybe I'll feel better. Yeah. Uh, what made you kind of move to the side? I think it's just took a lot. Like I did those 12 shows and like, you know, it's only 12 shows, but it's like, it, you, you run a show it's like a lot to wrangle those many personalities yeah. and it's like keeping everybody happy then it's like am I happy <laughs> like I yeah part of it <laughs> well it kind of gets in the way of the doing the comedy yeah you know but it's also like a guaranteed show that you can do so yeah I try, I try to like start producing in a way that's like I don't like I don't do most of the time I don't do sets on my own shows and I like I want to like you know you ever seen Dark Knight Rises where he like makes the climb and he like cuts the rope or whatever like he doesn't yeah. have anything I was like okay I'm gonna produce in a way where I'm not connected to the actual, my actual comedy and maybe I'll make me produce harder that sounds stupid but like mm -hmm. I think I was trying to like go just like go all in on the producing yeah I want to do that and so that's why you said you're like alright well I mean you either whole ass one thing or half ass two things yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of that idea I think so yeah and it was kind of hard to like you know Get everybody sit, sit, settle down, and I'm like, I gotta open the fucking show too. I'm like, fuck, yeah. this is like a lot. <laughs> I, like, I should have prepared material. <laughs> but no, uh, it's it's tough. I like I like doing it, but it does get in the way of trying to actually do the job of, or do the comedy. Yeah, you know? that's why we all got into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like everything's just getting pushed farther and farther back from what you originally wanted. I yeah. don't know. So like, I think like like man, I'm working really hard. I call at this and I'm like I didn't get into comedy or work hard this is so stupid yeah <laughs> no that's true <laughs> you wouldn't think right it's a lot of work hello and welcome to episode 20 of Rhythm and Wit the podcast and video series where we discuss and explore the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in Oklahoma City and its neighboring cities or, as we like to call it, the Greater Metro Area. My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, a singer, songwriter, guitar player, electrical contractor, husband, a father, and my best friend, for over 20 years. In today's episode, we welcome a very special guest, James Nim. James is a former stand-up comedian, a producer, a writer, a drummer, a record label manager, and an art show curator. We talked to James about how he got started in comedy why he started his comedy record label, Robot Save City, what some of his comedic influences were growing up, as well as what it's like being the drummer of indie pop band The Nims. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds to keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday. We hope you enjoy today's episode and our conversation with James, as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. Nick. In five, 
four. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit. My name is David Steele, and with me, as always, is Nick Campbell. Today is a special episode for two reasons. It's episode 20. We did it. Which is a cool number to hit. <laughs> and our guest, James Nim, is here. Yeah, yeah. What's right. going on? <laughs> <laughs> so we're very excited to have you on because, I don't know, I've known, I've known you for years. It seems like we ran into each other a long time ago and met, you know, years ago. And I've just been, we've run into each other at Speakeasy, do a lot of shows there. And so I'm glad to have you on and get to talk to you and kind of pick your brain because you do a ton of cool stuff that I've always seen from afar. <laughs> yeah. I, lo I love talking about this stuff, so yeah. I'm glad uh, to have the opportunity. Yeah, to... thanks for coming, mm -hmm. for sure. You're so... kind of a renaissance man. You're <laughs> good at everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm that skilled at any anything. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I like to do stuff. dabble a lot in different... That's a lot, I'm a lot like that, too. I think that I love music i love i mean comedy is something that i'm interested in i'm not really interested in doing it but i love it as a art i mean uh, i love that nick's doing it and it's like i get to get closer to it because of him and yeah meeting a lot of uh, comics in the past six months or a year has been like incredible to meet people that are so expressive and and uh i don't know make really good friends out of it so <laughs> yeah yeah it's been really good to us yeah, yeah so I don't know it's cool but uh, yeah thanks for coming uh, so yeah Nick you want to start us off with yeah. some questions so uh, I'm really curious about your producing and like working as a comic and starting out here okay what got you started and how long have you been doing it uh, I got started I had a friend who was doing comedy for the first time and I, I went to the loony bin I followed her out there for an open mic and uh, she was getting like over a breakup, I think, at the time. And uh, I think I was just, just trying to hang out and have some fun. And then she started hanging out with comics, and I would just start going to mics a lot. And then some of them started talking shit to me, and they're like, you'll never do this. You're too much of a coward. Yeah. I think it pissed me off. And I was <laughs> like, all right. And then I uh, started doing comedy, and then it just, you know, you know how comedy goes. It kind of can just take over your life after yeah, a while. You get addicted to it, probably, too. Like, yeah. I think there's a form of addiction to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, it's that adrenaline rush, I think, of the part of it, and, you know, getting on stage. And I mean, because I know it from music. I've definitely, whenever we started playing music, there was definitely a rush that I could feel. Every, and it's like, that's why I think I'm still doing it almost 20 years, <laughs> you know, playing in bands and getting up on stage and performing, because that's what I love the most, I think. Yeah. It's just getting insane. It's like that vulnerability, maybe. It's just like yeah. showing who you are, what you what you've been working on. So it's uh, it's yeah. Do there's. You, do you consider yourself more of like a performer versus just like comedian, one or the other? Or? Um, I I really do think I'm a comic. Like I I do think I'm a, actually a pretty good comic. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just hard because like I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with these skills right now. Right. Yeah. So like, and I, I feel like. There's not a lot of people producing shows, so like for a time, I think I was like, I'm gonna make a good show for people to come yeah. to. Yeah. So like I've shifted gears. We found the place that, for sure. that you found something that was needed and did it. I mean, for sure, and that's like something that we do. Nick puts on shows. Yeah, <laughs> I've been watching the clips. It looks like a good time. Yeah, we had a really great one last night. Mm -hmm. We sold out, which is you know in a winery, which is is really great, yeah. and the 
they were happy they wanted to maybe start in March move into bi-weekly shows yeah that's good yeah which mm -hmm. like never happens so it's like <laughs> We're gonna, and it's an opportunity to do like 40 minutes, like a stretch. Yeah. So it's yeah. like a guest spot, feature, and headliner kind of deal. Yeah. And so it's really a great. I have made it so I could just, all right, when I get 30 minutes, I'm gonna do 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm real selfish with it. Yeah. It's, really, it's really about me. I, th I think that's why most producers become producers yeah. to, to begin with. Yeah. And then, you know. But you wanna put the shows on that you wanna see, you yeah, know, that aren't right. being happened. That's why I like with music. I, I've been complaining about this for years, like 2019. 18 2019 I was like I go on Facebook events or whatever you know try to find what's going on who's playing Friday and Saturday night and there'd be no one and be like oh what I don't you know maybe one thing that I don't really know about or something but it's like even then it's so rare to find a, a decent you know local original music uh, so I mean that's partly why I do produce a lot of music or I used to for sure when I have a band I'm always putting shows on yeah and doing that so uh, but yeah it's like even doing the house shows here it's like that almost took, came from like I'm sick of working with these venues that don't even want to really work with me so I'm gonna do it myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff like I've done like yeah. I started doing was because of that like I remember like I was working for Lunaman for a really long time mm -hmm. and they're like okay if you want to move up you got to give me a 40 minute tape mm -hmm. and I made this 40 minute tape and it got rejected but I was like, this tape isn't bad. So like, I, I remember cutting it to like 25 minutes mm -hmm. and releasing it as an album. I've been trying to like make more money and like I've been resorting to all kinds of stupid shit. Like I almost went to the psychic the other day just to like fucking get a handle on where I'm going with my life. And I, there's one next to my house and I looked it up on Yelp and the review for this place said, hey, don't ever go to these guys. They sound confident in their predictions, but they're not psychic. And I should know, because I'm a psychic. <laughs> I don't know, man. That sounds kind of fishy. For one, if you're a psychic in the first place who has to go to another psychic, <laughs> probably not a psychic. <laughs> I saw a commercial for a psychic recently and enlisted all the benefits of hiring uh, this particular psychic. And the last thing it said was, find out if your boyfriend is cheating on you. Bullshit. I just think if a girl catches me cheating on her, it should be because I am dumb or she is smart, you know? <laughs> like, if you bring Supernatural third party into the mix, all bets are fucking off. Oh, you gotta hire a psychic to catch me? Guess what? I'm gonna hire a magician to hide the evidence. Bye-bye, <laughs> Gil. Hello, flock of doves. Oh, nice. And then I got, like a non-exclusive um, contract with like publishing deal with like rooftop comedy mm. and then like Pandora picked it up and I was like and it was getting listened to for a little bit and yeah. I was like you Getting know your stuff out there at least yeah so it's like I failed sharing it and however you I? can <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you used it for something because that's all it's like that's very disheartening you put a lot of work into put crafting 40 minutes of material and they're like nope sorry no, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I get it it's like <laughs> yeah. whatever I do is not going to appeal to right. everybody but like I but think... it's like but but then what do you do with all that time you put into it yeah it's, it's a disheartening part I think yeah. so it's good that you found that but is that how you started Robot Safe City um, through that is that what it started it as was a on Robot Safe City but I think it started right. with Brad's album was the first album okay but yeah. yeah I knew that I was like a label basically for comedy yeah. albums 
I think uh, around that time, I think I was maybe five years into comedy around that time. Mm-hmm. That and, was a little after, but yeah. Yeah, because my friends started to move around, and I started to think they were really good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kind of sad that they weren't gonna be around the city anymore. Yeah. And I wanted to like kind of have like something that could, you know, we could like release together. Right. And, like, and even not in the same state. That's cool. Yeah. Um, people always think it's funny to hit a guy in the nuts. I mean. Actually, one time I told somebody, it was like, I think the reason men's sperm counts are dropping in America is because women think it's real funny to hit a guy in the balls. And my teacher is sixth grade. She looked at me and she goes, Derek, it's always been funny to hit a guy in the balls. Always been funny. And then it kind of just became this thing that always like connects us a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. so he started in the Looney Bin era. Like, yeah. I mean, before any Bricktown or anything like that? Yeah, Bricktown yeah. didn't exist when I started. Mm-hmm. Was there Definitely. another spot? Um, there was, uh, there was a place before Bricktown called, was it, like, what was it called? Jokers. Jokers in Bricktown. Huh, I never heard of that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it sounds, I think I've heard that before, but. The building was there for, like, forever. Like, it had been closed down for, like. A decade or something by the time mm-hmm. I'd started, but it was still in Bricktown for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was uh, so there was only one open mic when I started, and it was Looney Bin. Yeah. And okay. then uh, my friend Seth started Othello's, and he moved to Chicago, and I kind of, you know, we kind of inherited it from him, and like the guys who started with him or the, the comics who started with him, uh, kind of kept it going for a long time. Yeah, that was so Othello's. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. That, so. That's like one of the oldest or longest running mics, right? I think yeah. it probably is it the is. longest running. That's what mic they now. say, right? I think. Yeah. Well, they have like a little competition. I mean, it's a pretty big to do. You but know, it seems like March people and... have taken it and like yeah. kept it going because somebody completely different started it a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a cool thing that they've been able to keep been up. handing it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JJ's is pretty old too. Yeah. JJ's, JJ's been. Yeah, I used yeah. to do JJ's a lot. They used to give you two free drinks to do JJ's. Oh, did they really? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like how they got us hooked on it. It's like, yeah, everybody cause... just come and get two free drinks and hang out. And then we all spend like a $30 tab. Yeah, <laughs> you get two, and that's never the, the end, for sure. That's a good uh, way to get people to... I mean, because there probably are tons of people that only get the two free drinks and then go home. But yeah. you're going to make more off of the overall... <laughs> Uh, but you start, didn't you start at JJ's? That was your first time ever. Yeah, that was it? like maybe ten, nine yeah. years ago, and Dang. I bombed. And I was like, oh, I don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> JJ's is hard, though, yeah, like yeah. for everybody. <laughs> but you don't know that when you're starting out. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I suck. You know? <laughs> if you get a giggle in JJ's, that counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, that one seems like a good, I mean, that's always been a place where you could get in a mic in front of people. I mean, at least. Yeah. How many would you do a week? Um... I think like three was good for me after a while, and then when, oh, I lived in LA for a little bit. I was doing like you could six do a lot more out there. Oh, nice. So yeah. that's kind of where you is that where you when did you move to LA? Was that um, when I turned that was ten years ago? Yeah, it was like literally ten years ago. So you know you've been doing comedy for a while, but by the time you moved out there, yeah, I'd probably been doing it seven years. Yeah, cool. It was, it was good. Uh, I don't know. You have any questions about? I learned a yeah, lot. Yeah, I didn't know you. That's because I know that that's obviously where I assume that's probably where you got really good. Uh, you know, in that time because you were able to be around so many more comics. That... Uh, I think more than anything, it took a chip off my shoulder. Like, because mm-hmm. um, you see, like, 
what it's really like. What, yeah. yeah, like you're like the real in Oklahoma being right. jealous of these guys in LA, <laughs> and you go there like it's like it's just hard to live here. Yeah, and you don't have any friends. And yeah. it's like, why am I? Why am I being mean to these guys? These guys have like tough lives out here. It's like mm-hmm. it's like pretty tough for everybody. Yeah, I guess that's a, the big difference is the the hard harshness of the reality of where you're at. Oklahoma is a very easy place to live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cheap. You don't have to worry about much. The weather is decent. I, th- I think the weather is actually good for the majority of the year. Yeah. Um, There'd be a lot of, like, you know, exploitive, exploitive practices. Yeah. Like, more so in L.A. than yeah. Oklahoma. But it'd be like, okay, you go to this bar, and you have to, you get five minutes if you buy one thing, you get 10 minutes if you buy like two things. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, you get on the show, but you have to bring 10 people. You have to bring 10 people or whatever. Yeah, that's the one I've always British heard about. Show. Yeah, bigger yeah. shows. Like, it's um, like, there's nothing like that here, which is, thank God. is good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, those are all techniques that, you know, we could use some of them, like the the drink thing. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a like a two interesting. I mean, I mean, it helps the business, stay yeah. open, which is good. But I'm just like, but yeah. Do you want to really make it like, <laughs> like so, like written out? Like you have right. to buy. Well, see, Oklahomans—they're gonna buy. Yeah, food. that's the thing. I think because yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. even when I go and hang out at open mics, you know, even if because I do a lot of photos and stuff, so I'm doing something. But it's like, even if I don't, I always try to buy something from yeah. the from the place to support them because that also helps the person that put on the mic because you're, you know, showing the venue that they're bringing and paying customers yeah i think so, that's important yeah yeah and i think that mo- probably a lot of people here think like that and so they don't have to say it <laughs> yeah. uh, you know hopefully anyway well the guilt runs deep if you don't hear it yeah. <laughs> and you get seen you know you can get lost in a crowd and the comedy community here is very tight i think for at least the pockets of it are you know there are groups that are like super close friends and they mm-hmm. support each other you know like crazy like i mean your crowd i think is you know one of the biggest as far as that community just from the few, I went to, I guess I've seen at least three Robot Safe City shows this year, and they're all great. Oh, uh, yeah. Crowds. Thank you. Yeah, it's an amazing show. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, especially, the, yeah. I mean, Rodeo Cinema, too. Yeah. Oh, I love that place. <laughs> Um, what was that one? That was that was uh, Jack Tapestry. Jack Tapestry. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that's the one I missed, but I've seen yeah. most of the other ones. So. And he'd been here for ten years too, right? Yeah, he was mostly he's he was been here longer as a poet, but like mm-hmm. he's been doing comedy for a long time. But Hell yeah, <laughs> everybody. I try to make these shows kind of like a little bit different. Like there's always like somebody coming from town, maybe mm-hmm. maybe some people from Tulsa, maybe some people. Yeah doing five minutes like even like veterans doing five minutes yeah. but they're doing like a totally I'm making them like do like I got Brad Chad Porter on and he's been doing comedy longer than I have yeah, right. but I had him do five minutes because I was just like right right new five minutes just for the yeah, show and like, okay stuff, just and, uh, to test it out yeah so it feels like an event for at least yeah. for me right because yeah. you're yeah and you, that's what I like too I think with music it's like you bring in your different friends that you know from different areas and put together a unique show that's really uniquely you because it's your friends <laughs> that yeah. you like i mean it's cool but yeah that it's... is the best part <laughs> yeah. like you get to pick who you want to see that's what i've yeah. always loved yeah. about doing music shows it's like hell yeah i get to book these guys i love these these are cool people you know these other people you might know somebody that's from out of town too so it's a yeah. good uh it's that's a, one of the most fun things yeah it's like a more organic way to approach to approach putting mm. together a show i i think like 
sometimes we all get wrapped up in like why are we doing this and it's like right. if we get to the core of it yeah. we should at least have a good time like yeah in a that's room true i mean that's people. really it because you're just getting yeah. all your friends together to hang out for one night hopefully yeah. <laughs> well it's your free time too i mean if you're yeah. if you're not enjoying it but it is a lot yeah more. it's like a people talk about grinding comedy and it's like man does it have to feel like a grind? Like, yeah. like I don't know. I was saying earlier, it's like I didn't get into comedy to to feel like I'm working hard. I like yeah, I can do that at my fucking job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, life is already hard. You're always having to work. I mean, on whatever it is you're doing. But yeah, try to use it as an outlet. Hopefully. Yeah. Because that's what I think expression should be. You know, any kind of expression is le- release of something instead of having to have something put on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, do you, uh, I was wanting to ask you on booking shows, how do you find venues that you decide you're going to use or? Um, like back in the day, I would usually have a connection, like, um. Yeah, somebody, you know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like how this, st- like the last time I had to like talk to a venue, like Othello's changed owners, right? Mm-hmm. It, from the, when they got started to what it is now, they changed owners in the middle. And I remember I had to walk in and talk to um, Jennifer uh, for the first time and be like, uh, we like make this much money for your bar and like try to pitch the show to her. Yeah. I guess that's how I booked that show. But I guess locating a venue that I think works, it's always like, does this place have a good stage? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a part of town where people wouldn't mind going? Right. You know, it doesn't have to be like the nicest shit ever but people can't be like scared to right. go to there yeah, yeah. and uh no gunshots it's like a yeah, yeah. part down yeah. I, I always th- thought about this with speakeasy i know you work with speakeasy a lot but i love booking at speakeasy because everyone already wants to go there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you're just giving them an excuse to go there there and blue note too i think is for music i mean people like hanging out at the blue note so it's not hard to get people to go yeah. to those places right. I, I try to find the like you know People always talk about that pump fiasco where like it was crazy uh, that one time or whatever. Huh. But it's like those people, I, I, I don't go for situations like that because that crowd's already there and you're like mm-hmm. fighting a crowd that doesn't want to like like comedy in yeah. the first place. Yeah. So I, I do look for a stage and then the people will go there and yeah. then I try to fill it with people who would want to go there. I don't, I think like fighting a fighting against a tide of people yeah. a room of people who don't want to be there is like not what I want to do anymore yeah <laughs> ambush comedy like, yeah because there's certain places it. that don't they don't go there for I mean I always thought about the high-low was kind of like this with music anytime there'd be a band playing everybody complain about it because <laughs> even though I love playing there and I love going to shows there but it was like they didn't go there to watch the music they went there to drink and hang out and yeah. socialize and, mm-hmm. so and i get that yeah, like i don't want to ruin anybody's night right. and like I, I think like there's lots of ways to not ruin anybody's night but uh, but starting out <laughs> yeah. don't ambush them right like just don't just bombard them with like talking at them yeah and they want to talk to their friends you know mm-hmm. yeah because that's a hang place yeah. yeah certainly yeah so you have to watch out for that I think. yeah and, finding a good venue is mm-hmm. is that's like one of the hardest parts or at least like you're saying like where you do, where it doesn't end up being a problem yeah. to ambush them or something <laughs> yeah. like that but like lively or or put a cork in it they uh, they're all in with it so they tell their customers and yeah yeah i also like to do like five dollars i mean at least have them pay yeah. something yeah or, so they're invested yeah you know? that's legit yeah mm-hmm. um that's a different thing then like mm-hmm. like that's great yeah. um just like if you find a stage and like if as long as they're there for the show, you know. Yeah. 
I so you do like mics you open did open mics and shows do you book out of town as well um i did when i lived out of town i like booked myself out of town mm-hmm. uh yeah, i was working in lady ben wichita and i had mm. done a couple festivals and maybe i did i've done a couple of road gigs throughout the years but i, I don't think i was ever like always on the road kind of guy yeah. i guess even though as much as i want to pretend like i am <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like it's just like indie shows i'll have like I remember my friend Madison Allen moved to New York and we drove him out there and we did like booked like shows in like Chicago, Philadelphia. Did we drive? We drove through Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, and wherever we could get him. Nice. But you know that's like few and far between for me. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah, we always talk about getting if you want to grow the your audience and fan base. That's you know you have to kind of get out and go. But it seems like you just, you know, cool just chilling here and doing shows anyway. So it's not like you, maybe that's not what you wanted to do. Any, you know, grow and become like this national <laughs> yeah, comic. I think like uh, sometimes it makes me a little bit lo- like when I was in Wichita, like as a feature, I was featuring and uh, I just remember being like, I feel so lonely. And it's like, I worked so mm-hmm. hard to be here. It's like, do I actually like yeah, this part of it? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, in LA, I'm like, was there for like mm-hmm. six months and I was just like doing like ton- like six to ten bikes a week and I was just like I don't like, like this yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is yeah what'd you do for work down there um I did random st- I wrote obituaries for a celebrity like s- website like <laughs> <a> celebrity obituaries <laughs> and then I like I got a job there was like this porn company that was working out of this house in Woodland Hills and they had started a new company where they just sold like supplements like sleep supplements or like mm. bur- fat burners yeah and they needed a copywriter so i'd write copy for that <laughs> oh, yeah. to pick up wherever you can for writing mostly yeah uh one of the best this is hilarious but one of the i like ran out of that kind of work and i really needed a job in la and i was at an open mic <laughs> and this guy was sitting there and it was like did you used to run an open mic at La Luna in Norman? What? And I was Whoa. like, yeah. And he was like, do you need a job? And I was like, what? yeah. <laughs> I was like sad as fuck. Yeah. And uh, he got me a job about. at Whole Foods. Oh, no. <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. That's, I, I think that that's kind of stuff. It's weird whenever those things happen. It's like the universe just gives you exactly what you need at the right time. I mean, it's rare, but it happens. It's, yeah. I think if you maybe look for that, too. I mean, And that's why you're here, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, I mean, to get I that rhythm and events <laughs> events build on each other from all over. I mean, we all affect each other in so many ways too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I think that the communication because it's like if you weren't at that open mic, if you just sat home and been sad, you would have never gotten that opportunity. Yeah, I had to be sad at this open mic visibly enough <laughs> for somebody to right. give you a job. But if you were, <laughs> do you at least put yourself out there. And, and That's what being sad is. <laughs> you guys not watch that that Disney show or that Disney movie, the uh, one with no. the emotions? Oh uh, no, yeah, 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 inside. I, need I think to check it was. That out, I heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. I got kids though. Like I don't like yeah. I wouldn't like just pick to watch that right oh yeah no i've got a great excuse <laughs> but you'd watch it i would watch it anyway watch it. <laughs> turning red i watched it that was just yeah there's something about i, I don't know there's an age where it's like i just I, those disney movies it's like i they are too i mean even though there are some that are really great and worth watching no matter what your age it's like i just look at them and it's like this is like for kids so uh, yeah I, I toy story though 
Toy Story. I never watched Toy Story 4. The value of friendship? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, they yeah. They got a top three for me where they're about to die. Like, yeah. I was like, Jesus, this is like well, fucking... Was, it was a good movie, but yeah, it's, yeah, I'm sure the fourth one's good, but I, don't know, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Turn into a love story. I don't yeah. need this in my Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, like, You're right. It was better when they were going to die. Yeah. <laughs> when there was real stakes. I want to see... A, if I want a love story, I'll watch Aladdin, you know? If I want yeah. just fucking oh, yeah. shit, Toy Story. See, I did watch that Aladdin remake or whatever live action because that was a it, they changed it up too it was good and Will Smith thought that was a good genie <laughs> yeah. I mean it was it wasn't bad uh, but anyways what else we got um, <laughs> sorry this is tangent. yeah no, that's fine <laughs> uh so I got I want to go back to I guess when we as being a comedian right like who is who like I guess famous comedians or anyone like who inspired you to do comedy or what do you like or look up to in that way? Everybody, like I used to listen to a lot of Mitch Hedberg for yeah, real. Like, um, but they say during the summer that drinks are ice cold. I hope not because that means they would be impossible to drink. Because they would be solid. Here's a, here's a beer, Mitch. It's ice cold. Damn it. I guess I can lick it. I think that's where a guy like basic joke writing like mm-hmm. you can you can learn a lot by just listening to <laughs> this guy write joke write and tell jokes because this is a very short usually not very involved but they're very effective yeah to the point i think that was like the the first thing that was useful to learn mm-hmm. and then you know moving on comedians of comedy i think i do you know them like uh i think it was oh, Pat Oswald, a, oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. The same. I think i know who you're talking about i think those guys were really influential watching uh grow up and then you know there's other people i watch now and yeah so um, you kind of take from um various sources i guess but yeah because yeah, no, it's interesting i mean there's some comics that obviously love a certain comedian and probably match their style or you know kind of come up with their style based on certain comics. One time I saw Kyle Kinane in Bloomington, Indiana, and the <laughs> opener sounded like Kyle Kinane, and I was like, was just a... what the fuck <laughs> is happening? Yeah. I think that's kind of good to, to when you're starting, but yeah, you have to find, eventually start finding your own. Yeah. But it's probably best to take from all sources and don't match anyone in particular, which is probably what you've probably done. Huh? Yeah, I think it just, it's really hard to be yourself in, yeah. li- in life, and right. I think it's really hard to be yourself on stage and yeah um i think like working at comedy you just kind of find you kind of find yourself eventually mm-hmm. like it's just e- it's just yeah. easier to be yourself eventually than right. it is to like fake. keep copying someone or, yeah yeah because yeah. it's like holding up a weight i mean eventually once you realize how much is left when you just put it down mm-hmm. yeah you know you're like I, th- I think i'll just be like this. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly i think that's exactly right yeah like, well, we write about yeah. things i don't care about mm-hmm. just because everybody else is writing about them and then I'm like, am I even knowledgeable enough to talk yeah. about this? And then, like, you start, what do I actually know about? Mm-hmm. And then you start writing about that. I think that's yeah. useful. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do something with my video game knowledge mm-hmm. that yeah. isn't, because I think video games are so niche. Niche? Niche? Yeah, it's niche? Not, it sort of is. Yeah. But it's not as Unless much. it's Call of Duty or Fortnite or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? But it's trying to find an association, like, what do you associate it with? Right. You know, it's, like, or it's like how you like golf. You know, it's a tough one to kind of like send through because I don't do football either. Like, I'm not a football yeah. guy. Either. Yeah. Did you go to OU? You went to OU? I went to OU, yeah. yeah. And like, were you into football at all? Are you? I was guy? into football before I went to OU. Like, I loved OU football as a high school kid. Hmm. And then in Norman, I think I just like, 
there's something about it it was just like overwhelming and like kind of cultish yeah. and like, I had some friends who played for the team and like they hurt their back and stuff and you know they mm, kind of treated them like shit after you see it. The yeah. that sounds it. about right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but mm. uh, but yeah. I like to think of it like that when somebody's talking about football and I'm like I have no idea what's happening <laughs> yeah I try to it's... think of, of being in the audience's shoes like that yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta get people to understand yeah. that it's like you have to find the audience that wants to, to hear about video games if that's what you want to joke about and yeah. that stuff I mean if you did like a cause you used to, you used to do comedy shows at the comic book shop a while yeah. back <laughs> I never went but I know that that would be that would be the place yeah, to that do that stuff for sure Game HQ or something yeah. Yeah. yeah or you could start doing maybe do a show at one of these like vintage Stalker. I don't know. Or you do, <laughs> up, down. Up, down. Yeah, that'd, be, t- oh, that'd yeah. be a good con. That's a good idea. While, like, <laughs> the, the patio. Yeah, yeah the patio. Because then you could even involve with the crowd. Uh, yeah. So this is a good idea. You got to run with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like going back to what did I say earlier. It's like, is that a good venue? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, people play video games every year. Yeah, yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. But the patio <laughs> part would work. But the pictures would be great. If there's like a spot in that bar that's quiet, yeah, for sure. I don't know. That's it's an idea, but yeah, you have to explore all different uh, avenues to really understand if it's if it is gonna work. But but yeah, so our comic book shop is a great one though, because there'd definitely be a new crowd of people probably. And that's I think the I from talking to different comics and stuff re- over the past few months, it's like it seems like you just have to find how to connect with the audience. That's like the most important thing to be successful. I mean, and if you could figure that out i mean and, and it's easier if you put yourself in the position like i feel like last night at your show all those people were there to to listen and laugh that's what they wanted to do yeah. they were drinking already sipping wines so they're loose and everybody killed all the comics it's yeah. like they you know, were great it was so easy for them to laugh yeah it seemed like but we it, also set expectations right you know but I it's just like so uncertain but it's like i don't know it's just so that's an easy one but often it's not that easy I'm sure you know so it's like but if you can if you connect with them in whatever ways I don't know it's an interesting thing to think about uh, I'm sure you guys know but maybe people don't know that <laughs> well how do you what do you do when you walk into a new place that you're about to do comedy at what are you thinking what do you um just try to relax like I've done yeah. so many sets I'm like man how bad is this gonna go mm-hmm. if, if I'm really trying to make people have a good time are they really gonna hate me that that much? Like I, I could probably make it make it through this, and mm-hmm. I probably have a good. I'm a good comic. Just remind yeah. myself I'm a good comic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't be angry if a joke misses. Mm-hmm. Just like gather yourself, and you know they want to have a good time. People aren't rooting for you to fail. Right. Like I think that's a a thing that young comics like forget. Like they think like there's haters in the crowd, mm-hmm. but it's like th- these people want want you to have a good set too. I think so. Like just remember yeah. that. And, have a good time How they show up to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be doing anything else so, yeah. if anything they're over eager like the mm-hmm. when they heckle or something they're right. just like oh, oh yeah be a part two yeah <laughs> i was like oh man you fucked up my joke but yeah you're like a, it's like a, like a puppy <laughs> that's like, what jumping on you that's <laughs> what i noticed like last night it was just it didn't seem like a crowd that would be you know hecklers or whatever but it's not that they were that even that but it was any time uh, caleb collins told me one time anytime anybody says anything in the crowd, that's considered heckling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's just not really appropriate unless the audience, unless the comic is inviting that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, last night there was like an old lady. Yeah. And she was like, uh, so I was this... doing my joke and I went to get the punchline, and she said, "Oh, I'm having such a good time." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, 
uh, all right. <laughs> I can't really get mad at him. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but it's just like yeah, it throws you off. And, like, yeah. like I came here to to make you feel good. I'm yeah. not gonna like shit right. on you right now with that situation. Uh, but, which is just sidestep. But a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it is. It's like that uh, when people do that. Sometimes it's like they want to be a part of the show too. That's what yeah, I always say. They and did. Those old people. And then it's like, but it is something. Maybe it's like they're so excited that they just can't help but like force themselves forward mm. and you know do whatever they can to. So, I mean, that's, you yeah, know. I feel the same way to Dairy Queen, you know? Yeah. I want to be a part of that Dairy Queen. <laughs> dude, every time I see one, dude. I, I it's so jobs. rare. <laughs> Dairy Queen. There's only one. It's in oh, Dell City, man. <laughs> Start a Dairy yeah. Queen podcast where we get everybody from this Dairy Queen. <laughs> I'm so what's, interested What's in your favorite flavor? <laughs> it's 31. That's at least Wait, 31 that's, minutes. That's a different place. <laughs> oh, what's that one? Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Poser. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see where I messed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marble Slab is good. So, I don't know. You gonna stick with comedy? What else you got? Yeah, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, uh, oh, I like these ones. This one's fun for me, but worst bomb that you've ever had. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, I think I've talked about this one time with somebody. Mm. I think that... I probably had a worse bomb than this, but there was one time at the Looney Bin. Uh, it was like, oh, you Texas, and oh, you had just lost to Texas, and everybody was really pissed off. But there was also a bunch of people from Texas at, at the <laughs> show. And like, I didn't even realize, I didn't watch the game. Like, I, I didn't care about football at that time. Mm -hmm. And I had this joke about DMT, and it was about like some, you know, like some hippie guy I knew in Norman uh, doing DMT. And so I get the I start the joke and I don't have a better way to transition to the joke other than like, <laughs> who else from Norman? And it's like right after oh you lost and it just started this like fucking people just started booing me like because they're, they're from Texas celebrating they're just like fuck Norman boo <laughs> oh, and I didn't know what was happening yeah and I, I think I might have been a little bit drunk and yeah. I just remember being like fuck I was like I'm <laughs> people like fuck you fuck you and then like half the crowd was was from Norman and they were like yeah fuck these oh, people shit. so they start they start fighting each other and then like the security guys were running around and like trying to stop it Damn. and I was like no I'm fucking this up dude like I was like okay okay okay, okay. I'm sorry I'm sorry sorry like, <laughs> Oh this, and I was like, that was like the only time I was like, that's like, I, a, I got a lot of power in this moment. I'm abusing it. And I'm like, gotta make the security guy's job a lot tougher. I'm making these people fucking angry. That's <laughs> a, yeah, that's a very un unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. That's honestly. <laughs> but and yeah, it's like, how do you, it's tough because that, that could Did you bring it back around. I think it was okay. Yeah. Like, I don't like, I'm, so you continued uh, after. Uh, <laughs> like, all right, guys, I was just messing around. Like, okay. I feel like I've had worse sets than that, but yeah. I don't want to, that one's always like stands six sure. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's like, that's, that's one of those things whenever, very, I think dealing with unexpected things like that. I mean, well, you yeah, only no said idea. three words. Yeah. yeah. You just you know? mentioned three. Norman, and that was it. And it's, it's all about the wrong time. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's the thing about words, man. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> Trying to make I'm trying to make these people a good time, even though I don't like like them. It's I like my job. Went. I like yeah. that you went in. Though. Like you were like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like what are you doing there? Because especially if you had no idea why they were even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. No, like, <laughs> but that's not a good reaction. Like that's like a child's reaction. It's like. But still, yeah. yeah that's true. What are you gonna do? Because that's yeah. a very because you're you're probably like thinking in your head like what. 
Insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it, you probably just assume they just hate Asian people or something. You're like, what the fuck? I think I had. I think there's at times I've had shows where I've felt yeah. that, but like that's a feeling you gotta fight. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, yeah, that's a tough thing for her. But you just you accidentally dropped a bomb on yourself. You were just like, yeah, yeah Norman. Just, yeah, 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 you're right. right. <laughs> that's yeah. an accident. And oh, so yeah. it was just a, a reaction, a guttural, just like, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't like. I think we just started booing me. Like I don't, I don't remember why I reacted so hard. They must have yeah. been booing me hard. Yeah. And like I, I just didn't even think like you just feel the negativity. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I don't usually cuss, but I got in a tight spot mm-hmm. one time, and I was just—I mean, my uh, my construction worker came out, and yeah. I was just like, oh, "Where would that come from?" And mm-hmm. One of the other comedians was like, "Hey, I've never seen you do that before. It's not a good look on you." Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, probably for the best. Then. <laughs> no, I'm, my family's coming. Kind of, my, my brother always checks me. And it's like, "Hey, you slow down when you talk. Uh, don't cuss." My Cameron always checks me. He's like, "Don't cuss so much." Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Terry Bin always gave me notes. So like, I don't know. It's hard being a comedian because you always feel like you don't want critiques but there, mm-hmm. it's always like if you can find good people around you surround yourself with good people um, critiques are nice yeah I think yeah. it's important uh, especially if unless you like are already very self-critical then it's even more important I mean I think a lot of us are as creatives that's kind of why you know we that's what drives us and makes us get better but it's sometimes you don't know what you're doing wrong mm-hmm. and you need somebody to point it out and that's why I think mentors are very you know if you can get a good men- mentor or even just take from many mentors but having somebody that there that can point out hey what if you tried this instead and make things improve faster and better so yeah. what I'm saying is are you going to be my mentor <laughs> <laughs> do you need to be a mentor at this point I, just, you're like, I need you to like well, it's just like, come watch got, my stuff you're yeah. just talking about all your sold out shows well, like you're doing one. better than me yeah but it was but it's that's a, a different skill even because you you know Nick's probably talking more about just comedy itself yeah you know? oh, yeah yeah because I mean, yeah that's it's, it's it's very defined I think those level your level of like experience that we know so. or creating i mean you're a musician mm-hmm. comedian and a writer yeah i mean it seems like uh like that's kind of why i went into renaissance man earlier i mean i'm more I'm interested to see how because you went to oh you oh you oh yeah i'm sorry yeah I'm no no oh no. you <laughs> but you did uh journalism right uh i got a bachelor's in journalism and a master's in professional writing which is like novel writing and screenplays and stuff yeah, okay. yeah so did that help inform I mean obviously it helped in write, <laughs> writing comedy and stuff I think it did because yeah. I started comedy or, or like right before I went into grad school to be like work on writing and it was like I remember my last semester I was in like uh, documentary documentary filmmaking we had to like write a documentary like write a documentary mm. and like produce one and then I was in advanced fiction as like writing short stories and just like going through peer critiques like 20 people in the class you write a story then 20 people in the class like give you shit about it every week <laughs> and then I was in my capstone which I was like writing a graphic novel for that and then I was writing finishing a novel from the previous semester I was writing like 100 pages for that like all in the same semester and I was getting critiques from all that stuff and I think like it helped me like have a better mm. skin going into comedy because uh, it was weird because people critiquing my writing like all fucking day in class and then I would go to the bar and write these jokes and you know they're not the audience is critiquing you in a a, like a really like immediate way Uh, and you don't you don't even understand that feedback immediately but they're it's like the same thing 
Mm -hmm. I think that was really helpful. And it did help me just like, you know, able to parse things back. Yeah. yeah. But you probably already learned how to take critiques and and may have them improve your work, so that probably also translated. Yeah, yeah I, I could probably have been a little bit better back then. Yeah. But like you know, it's all a process. Right, <laughs> and yeah. and your age is a big factor, I think, because I went back and took some film classes uh, in 2021 at Ultra C. So I've always been interested in film, but then I took a semester. I loved it, but I also learned maybe I don't love film <laughs> as much as I. But I, I do, but I don't. I don't want to work in it. That's my, what I learned. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, but it was a totally different experience from the first time I went to college just because it's like, oh, this is easy. Like, why, why was it so hard back then? <laughs> like, as long as you just show up and do the work, it's not hard. I don't know. We just make things harder for ourselves, especially when you're younger. Yeah, my yeah. 20s, that was a tough time. <laughs> I was chasing other things. But yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Hell yeah, so yeah, for how long have you been playing music? You're a drummer? Um, is that because is that your primary instrument or do you? That is, that's the only thing I can actually play, yeah. but it's like, I don't know. I learned from like a videotape and yeah. like playing in like a shitty new metal band. I wasn't even playing drums back then, I was just like kind of in there with mm -hmm. my friends. Just and hanging then, out, yeah. Yeah. But that's how you got started with that. Yeah. yeah. Then my brother wanted to start a band and mm -hmm. uh, he got his first gig around the same time I started doing comedy oh. so like i've been doing comedy Both, and playing yeah. and spin oh wow it's around the same nice. amount of time is that your brother singing yeah dude his voice is really good thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> i mean he hits the notes that's a, something that i noticed and nothing against anybody obviously but like in newer bands and stuff like mm -hmm. before they really kind of get together like it, it obviously happened to your band yeah you know, but they're a little off like kind of key yeah. yeah but then there's a little lock-in moment right. like after one or two years where it's like oh you got it <laughs> your brother sounds really good man. thank you yeah yeah i've seen you guys play over the years i think i saw you guys at Norm music festival of this past year mm -hmm. at least yeah um that was the most recent time but it's always fun i don't know if we we I think we skipped this past year, but we maybe it was the year before. before. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. Because I played, yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't this year. Did you have like white jumpsuits on? Yeah, yeah. that's the last time we played. Yeah. That's a good memory. <laughs> oh, you're like one of my favorite bands is that? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, that's the that's the time I was remembering. And you can catch the Nims on Spotify. Yeah. That's where Holiday in OK. Yeah, you always had cool videos and stuff for your stuff. You always you do, do, do those yourself with the editing and all that. Uh, I don't. I've edited like a couple of those, but a lot of those like I've worked as an editor for yeah. um, for Ackerman McQueen back in the day. Oh, cool. But like for our own projects, I just like you know more the merrier. I just like whoever wants to help yeah. and do stuff. Yeah, I think that's like part of my success or like yeah. success. If you can even call what I have <laughs> for what, yeah, the, the success that you, you have had, it, yes, I like to say it's like we're hopefully can all continue to have success in whatever yeah. ways. But yeah, so you you saying that is because of the other people that you surround yourself with? Yeah, just collaboration right. and just being open to like you know, I don't know, just 
I, I have every comic has a look at ego, right? Mm. Like it, I do for sure. Yeah. So like, if I could check it and just like be able to work with people yeah. and like see the good in everybody, I think more. that's where I succeed the most. That's what I think the difference between comedy and music I see a lot is you know in a band situation for sure. It's like you're not alone. You're with a group. And so you kind of don't have you let go of a lot of the ego and because yeah. you let go of something to collaborate with other people, but then you kind of get an ego as a band, yeah. <laughs> as a group, and then you kind of have trouble working with other groups <laughs> because of that. But comedy is very much like an individual thing, and yeah. and but it's in a way that you have to rely on yourself. I've been and kicked you in push the nuts so much though. Like I feel like if I have an ego at this point, like yeah, uh, like I got I got like, some big ass nuts if I still have an ego. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, no, I feel like uh, I did jujitsu, like Brazilian jujitsu, and that really humbled me. Yeah. When you, when yeah. You know, I am a big dude. Yeah. You know, like 230 pounds on <laughs> the regular. You know, back then I think I was like 215 when things were good. And yeah. And uh, and I got beat up by this little 160 yeah. pound kid. And I was like, yeah, this works. Yeah. <laughs> like, Something about it. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. the guy taught my son how to choke me. And at the time, I think he was like maybe 10. And he was just teaching him like a, a choke, you know? And then he's like, all right, do it on your dad. And he like does it. And I go, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and then we all stopped and we like got, <laughs> that was weird right I almost got beat up by a 10 year old <laughs> now my son can just do that he's he's a big he's like 6 foot 3 so. yeah but he likes you so he wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> you would think <laughs> but sometimes just because you can you know <laughs> we used to wrestle a lot when he was younger and uh and now, I mean, I'll still try. He doesn't like to wrestle, you know. He's a basketball player. Yeah. But he did wrestling for a little while, and I'll just still kind of mess with him. And yeah. he's just like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, All right, man. All right, cool. Um. So yeah. So you've been playing. This is the only band that you've ever been a part of. Pretty um, much. Yeah. The, the only serious band I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Yeah. So you've maybe played with other people, you know, but not serious. Yeah, I, I was in a band in high school that, like I said, I couldn't play shit yeah, back then. One, yeah. Like, uh, maybe I could hit a tambourine. Like, I yeah. don't know. Um, so, I don't know. So, you kind of just do that. Not, you Y'all don't even play maybe, but once a year or something. That's <laughs> not true. I mean, I mean, last like, year was light for us, but we, we, we usually play like six shows. Over the years, though, it's like, but it's not like, I think a lot of bands that are just constantly playing or they'll play and write, and write music and then come back and do that. Yeah. But, you guys just seem to be more which is probably good i think like you know keep it but it's like because you would do so many other things if you just did music all the time you probably wouldn't be able to do everything else yeah we were always writing and we're always like we got our home studio studio so we're actually sitting on yeah. a, a bunch of tracks we've already written that's cool yeah we just like to i don't know with anything i just don't want to burn myself out yeah, like i, I really love do doing stuff you know mm -hmm. and like i don't want like i just I don't want to retire from everything. It's so, <laughs> yeah. so sad, but I, if I could just space everything out, I think it's yeah. Good. I think that's the best way. I think I, that's why I like to do that for myself too. Is because you start to see connections between different areas. Like, like, do you see? Is there any differences between music and comedy? Or like, obviously, performance is a big part of it. But like a parallels are different yeah. there's like tons well, of differences. Like different but like parallels is what i'm kind of more interested in in general just because uh, especially with two different you know drumming and versus like comedy is there 
anything that you have noticed that has crossed over? In there some are. Way? There. Are, <laughs> I have to think about it. Yeah, like it's I, kind of a, a deep question, but <laughs> I, I think being a band makes you more responsible because, like, yeah. your bandmates, like, you know, if we're on a showcase and I show up drunk mm-hmm. and like I'm not on time, I don't have at the same timing. Right. It's a, maybe a little bit annoying to you, but mm-hmm. it's not the same if I like I'm behind the kit. And I'm yeah. like drunk, yeah. and like my, mm-hmm. my bandmates are like, can't even talk to me. Like, they'll be like so pissed. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you can't keep time as well if you're drinking for sure. I mean, immediately, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people are depending on you in a different way, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, like I said, going back to that bandmate t- type of deal, it's like you learn to rely on each other and kind of learn uh, some stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between a team sport and a solo sport. Yeah. You know? You're like, Mm-hmm. That's what I like to think of. Like music felt like being on a baseball team, yeah. And like going doing comedy felt like being a wrestler, yeah. You know, or <laughs> just out there. It's like if I mess up, it was because I was unprepared. That's you know? that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So it's like a um, parallel is obviously being like you're performing. It's like I always talk about when you show up, and we learned years ago with music. It's like. Or I kind of learned, it's like, you're there for, you're working, you know, <laughs> actually. You're a part of the entertainment, you're, for, you know, and you have to do your job. And if you drink or party, you're not there to party. You can you can have fun, but it's like, I think that's something that music taught me for sure. And obviously you could take that into comedy, because I'm sure everybody struggles with that. On a level, it's like, you're just there to hang out and have fun, but you still got to do your work. Yeah, I think, like, there's... I don't want to say like like I was saying like I didn't come to comedy to work hard but yeah. there is a part of comedy like if you really love comedy you just automatically yeah. work hard at writing jokes at least mm-hmm. and try to figure those out I, I think a lot of people kind of skip that part because in terms of music between the difference between music and comedy uh, that I think is the most distinct is the barrier, barrier to entry is lower mm-hmm. for comedy Yeah, like you don't have to buy anything right. and it's you don't have to simple. take lessons <laughs> you don't have to understand like what a key is mm-hmm. you could just show up to a mic and just be like I'm doing comedy just now talk. as long as you and can then, speak English or speak a language yeah. <laughs> or whatever or you know even even <laughs> you know communicate is the thing which I think is me. I mean to me music the similarity is like you're still expressing I'm expressing something with my body and expressing you know something in me that's communicating that's why I think I've always been drawn to music over anything is because it's a, a wordless expression that I've always struggled with words <laughs> speaking yeah. so or putting you know conversations I'll make people just feel what I'm trying to say right I mean yeah words. it's like you're, you're projecting something out of you so it's still important but it's it's very different because comedy is like you're going directly into someone's thoughts and making them think things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is very powerful yeah but music isn't quite the same unless you're going to lyrics of course Uh, well uh, what about this Uh, I'm curious how do you alleviate burnout or how do you recognize it Um, I'm man I'm trying to recognize it before like everybody else recognizes it I think that's key to to happiness is like other people start noticing like you're acting stressed out or crazy Mm -hmm. and you don't feel that way then there's something wrong Um, but you know like you're talking about journaling I journal like every every week now at least or a yeah. couple times a week and just try to keep track of my thoughts and you know if like I'm getting like uh, like 
resentment towards people like I shouldn't have resentment toward. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's something wrong with me. I think I'm like oh. doing this too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like figure out how to balance it out in some way, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah. you see it, and you start to kind of like, all right, what do you notice where it's coming from? Or I, I at that point, I'm just like, I think I need a break because I'm like, this guy didn't do anything to me. I'm like fucking pissed at him for mm-hmm. no reason. That's my fault at this point. Yeah. And like, I think it's because I'm doing this thing that I enjoy. To, at a level that makes me not enjoy anything mm-hmm. I, I, yeah yeah I think that's I think that the key I think is that self-reflection with journaling or or relying on your friends to tell you you know like hey you know this is <laughs> you're doing this I don't know if you know that <laughs> talking cool. shit yeah. five days in a row yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to be receptive to that feedback and look at being open to looking at yourself and making changes because you feel like there's nothing different you're just like yeah yeah people are bothering me right now yeah yeah Mm -hmm. justifiable especially if you're so wrapped up in whatever it is you're trying Mm -hmm. to do i mean which is a lot i'm i uh, relate a lot to you there's always a thousand things i'm wanting to do and trying to do yeah so it's it's i probably need to definitely i think i've been feeling good for uh, you know the past this last year was rough for me with mental health but the second half of the year has been great and up until now the winter is tough like i've noticed something in myself just being more irritable and being like just getting upset or just you know and you're driving and you're just like hitting every red light and you're just like this is just pissing you off and you're like I think it's the weather and the lack of sun for me, but it could be other things. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I never really recognized that until now. It's just like I think there's something, you know, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons I started journaling to begin with, just to look for patterns right. almost. And like, obviously, they're not, it's not always one to one. There's not always like mm-hmm. a clear answer. Right. But I'm like, do I always do this when I go to this place? Mm-hmm. Or do you, oh, I do always do this right. during this time of year. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And try to just pull yourself apart. Yeah. Because that's what I think is to looking at yourself to make those improvements, hopefully, and just try things. Because you never know the right answer, but try something. Maybe do something a little bit less or this and that. Yeah. you just can't be okay with feeling shitty like yeah (laughs) make the change yeah (laughs) something for sure yeah be don't be okay with feeling shitty yeah (laughs) pushing past yeah I I do that a lot myself yeah I get that ugh um, <laughs> no. I just lived in a moment. Sorry. No, it's, it's good. It's like, I gotta, like it's it's hard to check. You, people get comfortable feeling shitty. Oh yeah. And it's it's not good for you, and it's like not good for the people around you who like see you like that all the time. So I think yeah. like you know, there's been I don't know times when I've been doing comedy and I've been doing it too hard. I'm too invested in it, and that's why I, like during this podcast I'm always like I'm just I'm not working that hard. I'm trying to like have fun because mm-hmm. like. You know, yeah. it's not good for you. Try to re- <laughs> try to remember that and not work too hard. I think we all, you know, you gotta take time to enjoy your life. If you know, if it is, if that means working less. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think it's maybe like my sets more consistent too. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's maybe like a better comic, but my my sets have been better. So mm-hmm. maybe I am a better comic doing less. I, I can say I'm more I, comfortable and yeah, feel right in your skin. I'm like rested. Like I want to yeah. be there. Like I'm happier. And I think that just like shows on stage oh, yeah. I oh, think yeah, it helps sure. the audience you know feel less uh, like I don't know disarms them a little bit when you're not like you don't look scary or like bug eyed or like yeah. crazy yeah. Well, I need this yeah. Yeah. I need you to like me there's something I mean I think a lot about comedy whenever somebody it's like you're 
whatever mood or vibe you're bringing it's like you're the audience is reflecting that too in a way it's like you're making them feel that if you're nervous or you're upset or tired it's like you're bringing that energy and those people feel that and like you have to be yeah relaxed and confident is you know yeah, the they ideal give you permission to take them for the ride first right. yeah. yeah but yeah it's like if you come up like you said if you come up there over you know and you're noticeably not really there it's gonna affect your set i think that was like some of my early notes from like headliners was like my arms crossed or like my posture would be weird yeah. and you don't even yeah unless you're like videotaping your set you don't see that mm-hmm. in yourself you just think you're like killing it yeah. like, why aren't people laughing at me i'm like killing yeah. it <laughs> 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 For sure, yeah it's like you, it's better to be open and kind of you know even when you're presenting yourself on stage yeah well what do you uh i mean is that what's your persona what would you say your persona is was that not a part of what you were trying to figure out i think like my persona now is just like trying to be me as hard as i can this mm-hmm. this is one of the turning points i had coming uh getting when i started to get better i remember i was like emceeing for this a woman uh and she was really funny and her set was entirely about like you know uh, just like part being, being a partier and kind of being like slutty, I guess. That was like her persona on stage. Mm-hmm. And then she got off stage and then somebody was like treating her like that, which yeah. is like un- like kind of uncalled for. And she was like talking to me and she's like, that's just my set on stage. This isn't who I am. And I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. And then I remember I got home. I was telling my brother and he was like, well, maybe it'd be easier if you were just yourself on stage. And like for her, probably not. But for me, yeah, I remember at that time, like, People liked me in my life, but like on stage, they didn't like me. I didn't know why. And I was like, when he said that to me, uh, and his advice was about the other comic, but it more resonated with me. I was like, yeah. why, why aren't I myself more? Like people like me, mm-hmm. but people hate me when I'm on stage. <laughs> why, don't I, why don't I just be more like myself? And I yeah, think that's why good. I kind of became a better comic. So what changed, for, I mean, on stage? Demeanor, uh, like yeah. attitude? Like topics. I remember yeah. like, I like like Mitch Hedberg, and he always like you know he has like this hippie drug vibe, mm-hmm. and I would I would write jokes like about drugs, and I would never do drugs. <laughs> yeah. And I so remember it wasn't, yeah, it was it wasn't an, really inauthentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also I think it made people uncomfortable. Like right. I was just like oh yeah, yeah I'm like okay now I'm just like. I think my set shifted to her. I'm just like this, like kind of nerdy, horny guy. <laughs> and they're like, we like this a little bit better. And that was a little bit more me, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is parts of that taking yourself and exaggerating them a little bit too, and just like, pointing out the outrageousness of some, some of all of our personality, you know? Yeah. Because we're all cra- kind of crazy. We definitely all have weird things about us that you know probably people don't know or whatever. Yeah. So it's taking that stuff, and but it's yeah. You were talking about whenever you shifted that we were talking about earlier about shifting from cop, you know, copying someone and starting to be yourself and finding your own voice through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like as soon as you stop trying to be Mitch Hedberg, and <laughs> it shifted that way. But I I think man something that I've ran into that uh, you know how you play. Like you're on a, you're playing in a band, or you're playing music, you're learning a song, right? Or you're learning an instrument. You don't fully know how to speak through that instrument, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you start learning how to speak like Weezer. You start learning how yeah. to speak like Manchester Orchestra. You still learn how to start <laughs> speaking like these other bands because you're starting to pick up pieces. Right. Then you pick your favorites, mm-hmm. and then that becomes kind of your style. That's like your language. I think comedy use. is very similar mm-hmm. with like mannerisms and all that. You're yeah. picking through. Maybe if you encompass one for a little while. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just keep what you like and then you shed the rest. I don't I don't know if it's that deliberate. I think there's yeah. like I don't think the copying is deliberate either. It's like right. you just yeah. automatically copy it. Then if you just keep going, at some point you yeah. just like I don't know. There's you just get more comfortable in yourself hmm. and then you it just just turned into yourself. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's like a finding a way to relax. I, I think it just it just comes over time and mm-hmm. you can't force it. It's just having enough experiences to know like Mm-hmm. Okay, I've done comedy for how long now, and I'm, it hasn't killed me. You know, like, it's not, what's the worst that could happen? And you just kind of start to just, like, say things that, like, are more yourself, like, that you want to say. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's more like comfort on stage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. with being you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you might probably hide behind those, you know, fake personas that you're copying at first. Yeah. Mm. And it started, you know, like, 23 isn't that young, but for mm-hmm. me, like, what the fuck was it? I didn't have anything to say when I was yeah, 23, so I was like... Lot, yeah, we've heard before from, you know... Yeah, it's harder to have... You know, haven't had those experiences to really talk about life yet. Yeah. But yeah. I was, like, so stupid. I think back to being, like, you know, 23, like, Vietnamese-American kid, like, working at the loony bin. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you know, 40 or 50-year-old, like, mostly white people. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like... As like as like progressive as I am, and like I, I and like as people, I want to just think like everybody's the same, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit different than everybody in this room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think just I think that made me tight at first too. Like I didn't know what I could say that, that would make me make them like me. Yeah. And then at some point I was just like, you know, I think maybe if I'm they they can just like me or not. I think that's when they started to like me more. It's like, okay, this guy's like fucking a person. Yeah, you're just not <laughs> worrying about what what they think and just being yourself. It's yeah, it's tough. I think it. I think where so many of us are afraid of ourselves is a big thing, and afraid of who we really are, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the most like counterintuitive thing about comedy because yeah. I, I think like all comics want people to like them. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Yeah. And then, like, but, Ultimately. like, being like that all the time makes people not like you. Like, fucking like yeah. me. Well, do yeah. they truly like you then? Right. Because they don't even see the you. Yeah. Yeah. You're like this fake. Yeah. That's a thing, too. <laughs> yeah. I remember I had this, like, are you smarter than a fifth grader joke? And it, like, early on at the Looney Bin, I would, like, bomb for, like, fucking like 12 minutes and then I'd have this one joke at the end that people would love and it was like this pussy eating joke and I was just like <laughs> I like that I wrote this joke and it's a good joke but is it like I'm not like eating pussy every fucking night like, I want to tell this joke yeah. like that's a that's a, like another another thing <laughs> like, <laughs> not yet dude <laughs> you're still young yeah. you, know, you don't know what the background you need to change you want to see in the world. 80 year old man I was like I, I became this I figured it out <laughs> <laughs> I became this. I like, it's like liking caviar. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know. Like, I don't know. And like, it was one of my stronger jokes. And then when mm-hmm. I stopped, like, trying to be that, like, I started having stronger sets, though. And, like, I, yeah, I don't really. know. So somewhere when you became more comfortable with you, you think? Yeah. And then you brought it on stage and you're like, look, guys. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, this guy, this guy. I can trust him, I guess, maybe. Like, I just seemed like... Yeah. A comic that you know wasn't making shit up and you know there's an extent that i am but like mm-hmm. i think when i stopped making as much stuff up but like it was like more it was easier to tell the jokes for one because like like i'm not acting anymore i'm just like being myself and i can yeah. like convey things without like feeling like i'm lying and uh i think that helped a lot yeah so yeah. like being mm-hmm. yourself <laughs> that's the <a> <laughs> it's always been the answer yeah. <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, I guess do we want, do you want to talk about the more writing, just in general writing? Because I know you're a journalist, right? And because um, Nick has on here, you I know that the comedy show, your last row at Save City, you donated to Streetlight News, and uh, but I know you work for them also. Uh, I'm I'm some, volunteering for them yeah, right now. I'm work the, with them, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like uh, I I don't actually do journalism anymore, but okay. that's why I, I kind of I love journalism mm -hmm. so I try to support, try to support the people sure. who do the fight you know yeah it's, it's that, hard work yeah because I wasn't sure if you were writing for them or whatever because that's cool I didn't hadn't even heard of them before uh your show so it's cool to check out and follows I think that there's a lot of news I always say because I work for the news right channel 4 news I'm a graphic artist there and do some editing but what's they don't cover like stuff that we we talk about you know like music and art and you know comedy it's like you know there's just so much that's going on here that isn't being covered by you know local news for sure but even like there's just not a lot of outlets for to find out about what's going on and this seems like a cool thing for that because they're like underground like well i know um brett um from uh Oklahoma Free Press, you know him? Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's doing the hard work, I think, too, in that realm, for sure. And he's been doing it for a long time. So I met him a few months back. So in person, I've been following him for a long time. But, uh, so. There's quite a few, like, journalism nonprofits in Oklahoma mm -hmm. that do good work. Like, yeah. Non-doc. Non yeah, it's another one. Yeah. yeah. The Frontier. Okay. If there was, like, a website that, like, aggregated all these into, mm -hmm. like, a newspaper, like, I would go to that website and yeah. be like... Yeah. Thunderous Intentions, Nondoc, Frontier. That's um, a good idea. Good idea. <laughs> for somebody to do, for sure. I mean, it's somebody probably worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that's something that I would like to get more involved with. I mean, just with this show and just because we always do our upcoming events and shout out shows that we are interested in, you know, or that seem interesting. And so that's something we can incorporate, like pulling from those sources. Like, here's a story by. Brett, you know, and just talk a little bit about it on here and then send people to go find it or whatever. Yeah, maybe we do a weekly news segment. Yeah, that's cool. only kind of just like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. from, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. James could lead it. Uh, <laughs> not doing anything, right? Yeah, I do any more things. This is but, convincing. Yeah. No, but uh, I mean, we can, I mean, that wouldn't be too too much work to do because you're just yeah. pulling from, like you said, if you have these local news sources. So. Calling them out. That's yeah. a good idea, dude. I like that. I mean, that's something that, I mean, that's why I'm. I love having you, people, all kinds of new people over here because we just talk about and I get so many ideas from talking about people that do different things. So, because yeah, I didn't really like Nondoc, I've followed for a while. Um, but I didn't know you said the Frontier is another one. Yeah. And yeah, what was the Thunder one? Uh, Thunderous Intentions. Like <laughs> it's just like a Thunder website. Sports. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to write these down and uh, and start put something together. I think there's an idea there for sure. At least for what I can do. Like I said, what you're talking about has have a whole website of that. That's what would really be nice. But that's yeah, probably would be a lot of upkeep for sure. Yeah. I guess if you really cared, you could just, like, if you really care about the news, you just go to those sites anyway. Right. Yeah. Something. Because that's why I do use social. I started using social media four years ago was, like, just that. I would follow all these different sources, like, for gaming, because I love video games. So I'm like, and I would just pull up Twitter. It was what I used a lot back in the day was just they would have all their articles in a feed. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I can check out what I like, and they're all there. So, but, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, something that we could use, I think, that um, 
more talking about what what we're trying to do on this level you know this kind of lower level of, yeah I think uh, you're doing a great job I mean I, I appreciate all the shout outs yeah like, um, I think it's those people I mean and the other thing is just I, I need to meet more people is the real problem is just like there's more things out there that I don't even know about yeah, yeah. so it's that's kind of been my key my goal I think recently you need more Dave's yeah, I mean, I don't know, but there's. I think that the people that stand out, I do know about. Mm. So I mean, I try to. I love keeping my thumb on that pulse. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up about music or comedy? Well, or I wanted writing? to kind of just pick your brain about your writing process, but I mean, that's just me. Over comedy writing. Yeah. yeah. Just, well, like say, where are we at here? Um, what's your process, and how is writing songs different from joke writing? Um my joke writing process it kind of varies but like you know if something like makes if I say something off the cuff that makes people laugh I kind of remember that and I'll kind of contrive a situation where I say that again in my set okay you oh. kind of recreate the story or something yeah yeah or like sometimes I have like a premise that I just think and like I just kind of just work it and kind of build on it until it just feels like a bit like mm -hmm. I wrote this long bit about Harrison Ford yeah and, uh, <laughs> I, I think I was one. just like watching Harrison Ford movies and I was like yeah. this is like probably gonna be a joke well it's funny because I remember <laughs> I remember seeing I've seen you perform a lot this year and like um, especially in the past like six months I remember whenever you, I probably right after you wrote that joke because it was after the movie came out this summer yeah. right and you were at Vanessa house I think and I was up there and you're starting it's like you get i i saw the process of that joke from that yeah. moment until you did it on stage at opolis and it was like perfected you know yeah. in a way i thought i i will tell you like that set especially from seeing you from all you know the past six months of i feel like that set growing and like being perfected yeah it was perfect i thought for the for your last show yeah. <laughs> thank you um if you're like if you're really writing and you're really like practicing your jokes like people get confused like you write a joke and you tell it the same way every time mm -hmm. you, you tell it one way and you can kind of feel where the audience like lulls or when yeah. they don't mm -hmm. or if there's, there's a word that's confusing or like if there's a thing part that needs punch more, be more punchy or there's a tag so it's like you don't just write the joke and you're done it's like it's a, it's a continual process like as long as you're telling that joke you're mm -hmm. writing that joke I think you keep yeah. evolving yeah. it and yeah. changing even little things I mean that's what I feel like I do with music when I write my bass lines it's like I kind of start with the you know figuring out the song chord progressions and then you start to like you know change small things even forever I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. essentially but it's uh, there is a point for me when it's like okay this is the done thing I need to record that no, you're right. but even after <laughs> I record it I'll be playing it live and doing things a little bit differently, changing. It's like, how can I maybe connect these two sections a little bit better or something? Yeah. But yeah. It's, well, even the audience will inform how you tell it, just kind of like how you, what you're feeling off of them. But that's a yeah. huge, uh, interesting yeah. thing to think about. Yeah. The set list that night, like, I'll put jokes together that I think work together. And, like, my set's, like, the order always kind of changes, but, like, I'll always write kind of transitions to try to connect everything so even if they're non sequiturs mm -hmm. i'm like trying to like just like cover up those seams so like the audience doesn't feel like i'm yeah. just saying random shit it's like oh i got he's got transitions he's yeah. like got a thought process yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's, um yeah it's probably tough to do that that's probably the hardest thing i, I could think and to just 
Could you write out your sets like you know what things you're gonna hit, or do you jump around, or like? I think there's times I've jumped around, yeah. but like I have a plan going in. Right, there but... is a plan, but you just lose. <laughs> yeah, there's been like you know like I'm on the road or something, mm-hmm. and I have a chunk of stuff, and like the first joke of that chunk is like I could see the audience like it feel alienated yeah. or like mm-hmm. they pull away from it as like I can't do five minutes of this chunk and yeah. just like lose them for this long right. I gotta like get back get them back in but that, so, like, that, I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do is whenever you need to pivot and just staying on your toes yeah and, and up here and still being in control yeah that's when I started to feel like I had, had gotten better yeah I was like well, oh yeah I'm, I'm present <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm responding I have a plan yeah I'm not good. You're able to change it. And I can change it. (laughs) I like that for sure. That's tough. I think it only really comes with experience, ultimately. Keep doing it. (laughs) Get get behind the mic as much anytime you can. That's what, you know, I know that um, you do with their hosting. That's like one of the reasons why you host shows is so you can just give yourself opportunities to get in front of people and more opportunities. (laughs) And it's like, on top of all the mics that you do and stuff. so yeah, I think that's the real key is to I think get you, as much experience as you can. Yeah, I think if you got a game to play for, that you practice a little harder for it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. Right, if you have a big show for sure or whatever. Yeah, that's what we used to do as like a band. I think we you would set up a show a month at least, just yeah. like all right, well we're doing this. We're one always week. getting ready for that show. Yeah, and I did we did that for six years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so after we stopped. I was like, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, because we're always, and maybe that's probably why I am the way I am yeah. <laughs> now. It's just like I always have to be preparing for something. You know, it's like there's like, a, there's something. If there's not, I'll make it up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's what I like about doing this show is because, like, now I'm like, it, it's a lot of work. Some weeks I'm just like, man, I just work way too hard on trying to get it out every week. But it's like, I have to do that because if I'm not, that's when I'm miserable. It's yeah. like when I yeah. don't have, and that's why I like this show. It's just, I don't have to worry about anyone else as far as a band, you know, because I'm not playing with a band currently. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but I still have this to focus on. So I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. The writing for a band is totally different because I don't, I all I do is write drums. Yeah. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I write stuff and they're like, I hate that. And I'm like, this is better than what you'd want. And I was like, just play what we want. And we gotta like figure it out. Yeah. And like, uh, you know. That's the kind of compromise what, in music for sure. Um, do what's good for the song. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Same. Do what's good for the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, similarity there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess. So I saw that you'd like to do fan edits of videos and stuff. Uh, like one of your favorite things to do. I started uh, watching fan edits. I haven't done one yet, but okay. I've been like, I really like the. You know, it's the same with, like, I see, like, joke writing in fan edits or whatever. It's our writing in general, but, like, taking a movie and being, like, you know, this Wonder Woman 2 movie is kind of fucked up. Like, let's chop yeah, out some parts that are bad. Because <laughs> that one was very bad. That's a good idea to rework that one. <laughs> that one's in my mind because that's one I watched recently. Yeah. No, I was mad. I actually paid, I think... No, I think I just got HBO Max or whatever it came out. Because I, so, I don't normally pay for that. And I was like, I want to watch this movie. And I was like, man, what? <laughs> like, I was wasting my money on this. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's it was frustrating because the first one's really good. Yeah. And the second one. The character's great. And it's like, <laughs> but they really dropped the ball on that. 
But it is a lot of... You, you could turn that into a good movie, <laughs> or at least a watchable, better movie than what they had, the, just re-editing it. I think when I got into like, to it recently, it was like the Star Wars episode 8 and 9, which yeah. I didn't like. Yeah. And I watched the fan edits of that, I was like, these are fucking fun. Oh, yeah, there's, like, there's, some, there's like a good movie in here. <laughs> yeah. so what are you watching, man? Um, you gotta join this like forum, and you gotta yeah. sign a waiver saying that you actually own these movies, and you're not just <laughs> stealing movies. Oh. And then you gotta direct message every fan editor and be like hey I saw what you did can I have a link to that and they'll send yeah. you a link oh wow <laughs> yeah because they'll get taken down it's like emulators back in the day yeah it's like really like low key <laughs> but that's cool though there's you know because that's I think a form of art and it's like especially for editors I love editing that's like something I wish I I don't do it I mean do it for work a little bit but I'm not an editor you know for work I could be, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's something that it's something I'm getting more and more into the past year. So that is a direction I might try to go with career-wise eventually. But yeah, but we start do we start. I started editing in high school with like Windows Movie Maker, and we would make like music videos and sync them up with like anime and shit Dragon like Ball. that. Yeah. <laughs> you remember remember that? Those? Like <laughs> fucking metal. Like, yeah, yeah, just whatever, Blink One Eight Two or some shit. It was, it was always uh, the What's that? What's that band, dude? Boo to the oh, oh yeah, Power yeah. Man Five Thousand. Yeah. Oh, that one. <laughs> the Lincoln Park was a big one. They were huge. Yeah, yeah. Band, Hybrid Theory. It's a solid. But um, do you remember the yeah. Eminem? Um, bitch, I'm gonna kill you. And it was yeah. like a Vegeta video. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you. You don't wanna fuck with me. Girls need you ain't nothing but a slut to me. Bitch, I'm gonna kill you. You don't got the balls to beef. Me ain't gonna never stop beef, and I don't squash the beef. You better kill me. I'm gonna be another rapper dead for popping off with the mouth with shit I shouldn't have said. But when they kill me, I'm bringing the world with me bitches too you ain't nothing but a girl to me bitch i'ma kill you though because why because city will fucking kill you <laughs> said you don't city. why not because city will fucking kill you that stuff was that's how i got into editing yeah. back then and then i just never i just always did it for fun i don't know but it's yeah. like it's super cool to uh give that uh, yeah dude i remember yeah. doing that we used to make uh we used to make websites back on geocities <laughs> yeah know? and it would make be like all right websites. everybody text me you would make a character yeah like four dragon yeah a dragon <laughs> ball z character rpgs and, play like rpgs as kids i don't remember i mean how do you do that old school internet. i remember oh. having a angel fire making yeah. angel fire pages yeah yeah and uh Good i used thing. to make a wrestling news website and it would oh, just yeah. be like copying news from the official websites it was like bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like I, I loved it yeah, i was like stealing like, images you're like learning <laughs> how to do that stuff i think you're curator yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you guys you guys excited uh sandman just joined wcw <laughs> like uh... that's like we were like creating our own social media back then before yeah. there was i mean myspace was probably not around quite yet but when we were doing that yeah i still miss being able to pick the music for what people saw on your page <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, there is some something about yeah. myspace this is my personality yeah it's like too much <laughs> it's so customizable change the song when you're sad to like a sad song <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah who's bad if them boots go over, you know it's just like you got like a crush on a girl and you like have this like fucking crush crush love song on there it's like yeah. Jesus James shut yeah. the fuck up <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know what now that you mentioned that I'm glad it's going <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the best um, so let's see I guess we'll jump around cause 
I guess I have a question I like to ask people. It's like, what other hobbies? Do you have any weird hobbies or anything or anything that you're interested in learning more about? Like anything come to mind that people don't might not know about you? Um, I think <laughs> maybe people know this about me, but I play fighting games a lot. Like yeah. I play a ton oh, of fighting games. What's this, oh. I was talking to my friend Daniel Acuna, and you know him? Yeah, yeah. The guitar player for Original Flow on the Waves. I he got was, drunk and was playing him the other yeah, night. Yeah, he was I ran telling into me that. <laughs> he was so hyped because he loves you, I think. And, and one of those things is like, we know who you are and stuff, but it's like, he was like so hyped to play against you. <laughs> we were like 10 different games. We were going through, we were playing like, 1990s killer instinct there like i think mean, that's oh, why he clicked nice. he's like this guy plays fighting games that up, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah what's your game what's your go-to yeah. uh so this is the thing that people may not know mm -hmm. but um there's a old uh fighting game engine that was free in like 2000s and people recreate content for it mm -hmm. called mujin Hmm. And like, uh, like remake, like rip all the graphics from Street Fighter Three, and then recode it into this game. And people yeah. like rip all the graphics from Primal Rage and oh, code shit. it into this game. <laughs> and like, there some of this shit is buggy. So like, I go through and download all that shit and go let's find one that's not buggy. And I'm making like the ultimate fighting game right now. Oh, so you're <laughs> that's awesome. So that's like 800 characters in it right now. So <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I think I, I've seen some stuff like that. I think where it's like there's. Yeah, there's just like modded games for sure, but it's like people will take like there's like the uh, uh, asset store like Unreal or no um, what is it the engine, the um, Unity Unity or something. It's like a store you can get all these assets and people will make all these weird games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's similar to that, but that's just specifically for fighting, <laughs> fighting games. That's I love awesome. that, dude. So what what game is it based on? Like the original the the engine itself or the, whatever i mean the code is like it's i've like seen people code Street like fighter it's probably era it's mostly it's i think it's written in c plus plus yeah but like people have like coded like poyo poyo in it oh, okay. and like mm. weird shit in a thing yeah. that's made for fighting games right. so like people <laughs> are so creative like yeah. that's what i learned that's what's cool about <laughs> i like that with the internet modding even going with the fan edit stuff it's like uh, people are creative with what they can do with stuff that you know maybe they didn't get legally but it's yeah. like you could just you know you're learning and creating something uh and a lot of that times that stuff will lead to jobs like you'll get hired like there's fan people that do fan translations of games yeah and they end up getting hired to do their official translation and like uh even with star wars they had um the guy that did like they did deep fakes of luke skywalker and the mandalorian like and they there because they did the deep fake and then like, this guy on the internet was like oh i can do it better and he did it and then they saw that and like well you come work for us now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you could, it leads somewhere if you're good enough so yeah i just uh i don't yeah, know that's awesome that's a cool idea yeah. <laughs> i want to play you yeah play. you should jump yeah, over yeah, here like i love games so that works <laughs> yeah because that's yeah it's a fun thing i had a. Uh... Killer Instinct for the Game Boy when I was growing up. Yeah. The old brick Game that? Boy. That's <laughs> okay. a tough version, I think. <laughs> it was not a it was not good. Yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah, I like that answer for sure. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. Uh what yeah, I guess this is a good question for you because what are, what are your goals for this year? It's like you're not doing comedy this year probably for uh, who knows, but what are your plans creatively or whatever you got going on? Um, I want to release a Nims, rec Nims record. Yeah. And we just, like, uh, you know, we're learning a lot more about promotion and stuff. And mm -hmm. we have, like, a lot of good songs, we think. And uh, our video just started getting a second, like, life. It's, mm -hmm. like, 
has like just hit like thirty seven thousand views. Nice. After, after two years, and it didn't start like that. Yeah. So like the, the gradual thing. Yeah. Feeling, I'm feeling good about music. Mm -hmm. um, I want to write a novel, finish a novel, okay. uh, and then I start taking comedic acting classes. Because hmm, yeah, um, you wanted to get into acting. Did you yeah. say that? Um, I remember you said that on stage. I think I did. <laughs> or was that a joke? That's usually a lie. But like, I, like it's funny because I actually am starting classes yeah. with um, you know Josh Fadum. Yeah, that's the guy. Uh, he's got a show coming up. I was going to shout it out, but I don't think I put it on here. But <laughs> he is hilarious, though. Yeah. I've seen him at Fairweather Friends. He's, like, been on... Um Reno 901 and shit. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the guy. He's been on like he's on Loki. Like I was watching Loki. Oh. He's like the oh, first guy that dies on Loki. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't watch Loki. Yeah. yeah, dude, Loki though, right? Yeah, Loki's great. Cool. Uh, best Marvel thing. Yeah. <laughs> like four years. For real. <laughs> season two was killer. I thought so too. Yeah. The ending, man. I yeah. was de I was depressed. And I saw that last episode. I watched it like five times. <laughs> Depression ended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I could, I could do it. Yeah. yeah. I could just oh, sit still good. and save people. <laughs> yeah. Damn, is that not the American dream? <laughs> yeah. That's why it resonated. So <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so yeah, just gonna focus mostly on writing, I guess. Now. Huh? I'll get back to like producing comedy shows. Yeah. I just think like. Cause Robot Save City is gonna continue at least. Yeah, I just need to like get to the point where like I gotta save a little bit of money yeah. and like make sure I have enough money, money to bring in the comics that I want to. Yeah. And then just be rested enough to like, you know, just have a good so that I always have a good time too. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, take time away from it and do some other things. Cause it's like you're gonna re come back to it. I mean, that's like I quit music for five years and like, <laughs> and like something just drew me back or you know just it it's it'll call you back when you're you know. Yeah, I I feel bad saying I quit because I, you know, it's hard to like quit something you've been yeah. doing for seventeen years mm -hmm. and like that you love and I, I just think there's there's I need to fill my heart with something for yeah. a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I love yeah. that. It's not going yeah. anywhere, anyways, and it's like it's not like you're gonna forget how to do it yeah. <laughs> after this long. <laughs> yeah, just touching so, base. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Uh, um, what else you got? What's the biggest challenge that you or your peers face today? <laughs> uh, what advice would you give a younger generation to overcome it? Yeah, always like comedy. This, this yeah. question, yeah, specifically comedy or whatever you think. I mean, yeah. this whatever is, you're interested. Whatever in right comes now. to mind. Like, what is the challenge that that you've seen that people oversaturation maybe like yeah. uh it's like easier to get your music out there so it's like harder yeah. to like harder to stand out stand out yeah mm -hmm. i think comedy's that way too yeah. I, I think it's making people a little bit worse because like mm -hmm. to like, stand out you gotta be like yeah extra i think yeah. it's ruining my friend was saying like in porn these days it's like a similar situation to music and comedy that right. porn is facing. <laughs> Everybody has to be like yeah. so extra mm -hmm. that it's like oh, you can't yeah. just be like a like a pretty person <laughs> having sex anymore. You gotta be like the fucking grossest bullshit. Yeah. I think like comedy yeah. is like grosser now for no reason, mm -hmm. and music is like grosser now for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and that, in, like, that informs people too. So it's just yeah. like one big circle of right. like. 
yeah. playing too much. Yeah, like, <laughs> trying to one up each other in the yeah. wrong, wrong direction. That I, is I feel an like interesting. That's a great answer because I never yeah. think about it. Like I always think of like the internet is so like magical and like wonderful that like we have access and as musicians you can make an album in your bedroom and share it with people you know it doesn't matter you know you don't need any anything but you're right because there's so much stuff on there too it's like it is making us worse in some ways (laughs) because it's harder (laughs) maybe maybe the even bigger struggle and it's connected to this is like Mm -hmm. being content like to like uh when I started comedy, all I wanted to do was MC the Looney Bin once. You know, <laughs> and like hang out with my friends and now I'm like, now I gotta have a special yeah. to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. It's time man. to lower the bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lower the bar. Did you wake up today? Did you take a shower? Yeah. yeah. That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> Don't brush my teeth. Which is like, sure. you know, I had a good show on Fridays. Like when did like having a good show not be good enough? You know, yeah. like I you know. I had a good show and people liked my jokes. Like, that's why I, that's why I got into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why that. I told the owner last night. I was like, "Hey, man, this this has got. I'm good for a week." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna ride high yeah, on this. Dude. Top me off. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to look. That's definitely a good way to try to look at life and not worry about. Because uh, I mean, ultimately, too, with the answer to like, I think standing out. I mean, it's just to try to be authentically yourself because you, every one of us is very unique. I mean, at the core. And, you know, I think that a lot of us don't show that, or we don't know how to show that even, you know, how unique we are. But I think that if you can find those avenues, it's like you will stand out because you you can't not stand out at that point. It's an authentic perspective. I think that's, and I think I've been thinking about this a lot, but I think that's why so many people like I use Jim Carrey as an example because I love Jim Carrey and I always have since I was a kid <laughs> and I really really knew why except he's hilarious I mean he's just wild and just wacky right mm. but it's just like he is just himself to the core and like and he's so transparent with what he is even if you don't he even with like the Andy Kaufman stuff it's like people hated him when he was making that movie but he was 100% committed that's what he wanted to do and I think that that's why he's so, you know, magical for people to to watch. And I think a lot of people are like that. Famous people are very, very high level, successful entertainers, in particular. But I don't know. I think that's really the key. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I say that, but then there's like fucking Larry the Cable Guy, who's like. A- Definitely a character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, but, but is he authentic uh, within the yeah, character? It's him. Yeah, it's his yeah. personality, I think, in a lot of ways. That's what he likes, you know, and he's not afraid to to show show people that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we get a lot so much fear and shame rule our, our emotions and our actions. <laughs> and yeah, that's the key to let go of for sure. Defeating if you want to be successful, uh, defeat fear and shame. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can't do that, don't talk to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, and it, it's... Be ashamed about it. <laughs> you come to me when you're comfortable and you're scared. Then yeah. I'll start giving you the real advice. Yeah. <laughs> then, it, then it's like you won't need it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you succeeded. <laughs> Some fucking, like, a jiu-jitsu, mental jujitsu you Just handing out, like, certificates. Kids just like, <laughs> graduated. Yeah, that's uh, so. Let's see. Yeah, I guess. What about advice for like? Um, do you have any advice for somebody? I guess we've already been talking about this, so mm-hmm. maybe we don't need to answer this question. I mean, 
with like uh, uh, navigating from different forms of expression yeah I, uh, sometimes I'm worried about like people making too much about comedy or making too much about music like it is an important part of your life mm-hmm. but like don't worry about the grind so much like it's it's there you're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna do it anyway like might as well enjoy it yeah yeah, yeah don't stress out about the work or, or working hard I think we I think we have to work hard to get somewhere and whatever you want to do that's the I think one of the biggest factors for success is like putting in the work but is it, you're right like don't it's like um to over overwork yourself. It's like a turnoff for the crowd that you're trying to attract. If, right. I think if like you're always like, you gotta be at my show, check out my yeah. show. And like obviously you gotta Pushing promote. Too hard, yeah. yeah, there's a fine line. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, you, I feel I feel like I treat it like a like hey, if you're not doing anything, right. you know, just like and then if they're like be... we can't make it. It's like well, there's always gonna be more. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the way I like Try to, not to be intrusive yeah. about it. That's how, yeah. yeah. Robot Safe City, we're always gonna be around. If you need a good show, uh, come out. You know, let's uh, like, we love we love to have you. Basically. Right. Yeah. And you guys keep it really. You do a really great job. I really love the. It's always on time. Everybody's real having a good time. There's almost like banter too between you and people. It feels yeah. like yeah. It feels like a family. Well, almost. it's like yeah. so many of the people. The, you guys have known each other for over ten years or more. You know, it yeah. sounds yeah. like you do have a special connection with the people i mean the a lot of the people that are like, even come out just to watch you yeah. know well i remember at that one one speakeasy show i forget who it was but they were they were from tulsa and they were like reading and stuff and he's like how much time do i have where's james <laughs> yeah. like pop out the side <laughs> and then uh, and then you guys got to go back and forth and like banter i was like yeah. oh this is great <laughs> you, <laughs> you never see, expected you can pay see only 10 the, bucks uh, for that. <laughs> the, uh, did you uh there's a show do you guys know about uh comedy meltdown uh, I think it sounds familiar, but I've never. It was in Los Angeles, and it was uh, Camille oh, Nanjiani okay. and Jonah Ray, hmm. and uh, I think one of the first. That was a really inspirational show. Mm-hmm. I saw all of them do what they did. Yeah. And it was like they would just start the show with crowd work. It was in the co- a comic shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camille Nanjiani's wife was making like cocktails for everybody, oh, and yeah. like it was just like a fun ass thing, and it was so different from like you know like the Looney Bin, which is great and it's its own thing, but it was like. I was like, comedy shows can feel like this, yeah. and like I think I always like try to chase. I'm always chasing that comedy meltdown dragon. But there's always oh, so yeah. many different <laughs> types of shows that people can put on. I mean, like the Factory Obscura one you were on. I love that idea because it was you know forcing all the comics to do something different. You know, yeah. by taking one topic and you know. How, how long were you guys set? Like 15 minutes? Uh, I think there maybe there were 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. I had oh, nine that, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> that was a good one. But I love that because it's like a new thing that, you know, the audience is, you know, totally different. It's similar to stand up, but I mean, there's even crazier ideas than that that people are doing with comedy and shows of different kinds. So, yeah. I like. There's that joke. That show was awesome because yeah. like, you could frame things in ways that won't work yeah, normally. Like, way, yeah. Wampus has this like flag joke. <laughs> I see him doing upper mics, and it's good, but yeah. it's not like his best thing ever. And then at that show, it was like the best thing Perfect. ever. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he did flag day yeah. specifically. <laughs> it was that was a great show. So hopefully, in fact, you're obscure. I always shout them out, but they're they're so creative with everything that they do so of course they're gonna hopefully and that was their first comedy show so i'm sure they're gonna continue doing cool stuff like that yeah 
They seem really happy, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good turnout for that night. Yeah. I, I hope, uh, yeah, I just hope comedy keeps going and mm -hmm. people have a good time and comics have a good time and sure. there's more joy in the world and less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so I guess that's it let's see yeah I guess the last question is kind of like um, like shout out where people can find your work and uh, if you have anything that people you want people to look out for any I mean obviously any shows or any events or anything you're doing yeah um, right now it, it, we're, my band's working on music at the, mm -hmm. the NIMS uh, yeah. N-G-H-I-E-M-S <laughs> and uh, Robot Safe City Comedy Club on Instagram or in Facebook. We'll we'll have some more shows uh, yeah. once I get some uh, time to call, make some phone calls. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to those for sure. Always a good time. Okay, cool. Well, I guess that's it. Do you have anything else we hey, miss? Man, I love you. Keep doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, thanks for being sure. here. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right. All yeah, right. that's it. And we're back. Hey. Um, thanks to James Nim for have, for being on the show. That was a good conversation. Felt good. Felt good. Learned a lot. Yeah. Learned a lot, a, man. He's definitely been doing it a while, so. Um, that was fun. And now we're in the upcoming events section of the show. Uh, Friday, January 19th. That's today when this episode drops. We have the date night with the Martin Dupross is returning, and now they're on Friday nights. The show that tries to get you laid returns to Point A Gallery, 2124 Northwest 39th Street in Oklahoma City. Join us for a memorable evening of fun, laughter, and getting laid. Whoa. Maybe. Key party. All right. Get ready to be swept off your feet on Friday, January 19th at 8 p.m. Martin Dupross always brings a lineup that is sure to make you laugh until your sides hurt with this performance. Some magic to awe and wow. <laughs> I didn't write this. Guy. How many? How many? Uh, <laughs> just real quick. How many have you been to? Every one of them. <laughs> and how many times have you been laid? Uh, zero. <laughs> So hey, they it's not a promise it's, it's a suggestion it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did their best <laughs> okay so we got anyways we got Natalie Perez we got Josh Lathy Laura Cook and we got John Shack uh, the magician they got a magician yeah you remember John Shack yeah <laughs> back in the day he was on one of our shows like 10 years ago <laughs> Man, that's been a long time uh yeah, so I, I haven't had a chance up. to get to these, but I really want to. Yeah, well, usually it's, they do yeah. them with different days. Now it's going to be on Friday nights once a month, I think, at Point A is their new spot. Yeah. So. Every time they've had one, I've had a show. Yeah, so, and so. that's the thing with Proven Performer. You yeah. know what I mean? We're always busy with different shows, especially Friday and Saturday night. There's just, oh, sure. But, uh, yeah, they're always doing a good job, and they're I think their audience is... is it's kind of like the Robot Safe City deal. It's like these people are all friends. They just show up and support each other, and mm -hmm. and so it's like always a good crowd. Yeah, good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that come out for that um, Friday, but also Friday, 
You have a show in more. Yeah, I've got a show in more. It's the first time. It's my first show in more. They wanted more of me. <laughs> I don't know how that works because it's the first time there. But on Friday, January 19th, it's almost my birthday. Please come get me out of here comedy show. Uh, it's going to be at the Nosh Event Space, 200 Southeast 19th Street in Moore, Oklahoma. Uh, now, that is going to be Friday, January 19th at 8 p.m. Doors at 7.30. This event is all ages, so bring your grandma. And uh, its promoter is called Always Disturbing. Um, great lineup. We got John Wallen, Chandler Watson, uh, Curtis Newsom, me, and then the it's hosted by Adrian Dole, so it's going to be a fun little show. Uh, cover is $15. They've already sold. He's t- he told me he's mostly sold it out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is... We're recording this a week before, so so if get your tickets quick. Uh, <laughs> well, this day will be of. the same day, yeah. So yeah. Hopefully you can make it. I'm sure they'll have a couple of spots left. Yeah. You can go up there day of. I always tell uh, Liz, will be like, hey, what happens if we run out of spots? What are we going to do? Or if there's so many people? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, let's let the fire marshal worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. Yeah, that's how I live like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that'd be a good little show. So that's uh oh so is it Adrian Dole's birthday is that anything else? I think that's the idea is okay. is Adrian oh, Dole's yeah. birthday I was just curious. I like the I like a long name yeah. you know it's almost yeah. my birthday please <laughs> get me out of here comedy show <laughs> yeah that's a that's gonna be a fun one it's a good lineup John Wallen friend of the show yeah he's been on here <laughs> been on the show killer comedian uh, Chandler Watson we gotta get Chandler on here yeah. soon we got I gotta brush up on my conspiracies <laughs> I can't wait to talk to that yeah. guy he's so fun anyways but thanks guys we appreciate you we love you guys and uh, if you can send us some mail or talk shit in the comments no we got some mail we got mail well but it's gonna be for a future episode but Jarvix hit me up on social media <laughs> first and he was like Hey, do you have an email address that you can send stuff to? I was like, oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> get our first email. But it was a press release for a, a, a album that he was working with an artist for. But we'll talk about that when it comes out soon. But we did get mail. Yeah, we got <laughs> so it. So it works. We so email us the at rhythmandwit at gmail.com. And... You can send us your press releases or your shows, because honestly, we do sometimes need help finding upcoming shows. So yeah, just let us know if uh, you guys want to put something out. We'll talk about it if yeah. we uh, we think it's interesting for sure. So yeah, book us. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Thanks, James and them. Bye. 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 I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm trying to grow up slowly. Um, <laughs> It's weird. It's just like the way the world is now. You can just stay an adolescent forever. Uh, like I watch a lot of superhero movies. And the other day, I was like, I gotta grow up. I gotta stop watching this trash tripe. And uh, so I, I was just grabbing two nearest movies to me. I'm gonna watch these today. Put much to myself. I'm grown up. Uh, but the two movies were um, Eminem's Eight Mile <laughs> and the French romantic comedy Amelie. <laughs> I watched them back to back, which you should never do. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Like, I watched Eminem first. I watched 8 Mile first, and through the course of Amelie, all I could do was just hear Eminem's voice. Every time she did something romantic, like, I just hear, like, ah! Where this hoe getting all this time to plan all this whimsical shit? (laughs) 
She's sitting there eating nice French pasta. I'm sitting here eating my mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's good times. 